You're here, which means that you've found spirit crumbs, leading you to your inner light worker. I will be sharing how these tiny little hints from the universe have led me to where I am today. I hope that by hearing my story and the stories of others, you'll pick up your own spirit crumbs along the way that will lead you to somewhere magical. Thanks for coming along for the journey. Let's see where it takes us. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Spirit Crumbs. I am your host, Andrea McCallum. I am an intuitive oracle card reader and energy healer. And today, as promised, we are talking about the sacral chakra with Chelsea Holman. Welcome, Chelsea. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you because as my listeners know, I've been trying to work on my feminine side and my sacral for so long. And it's just not working. So maybe you can give me some insights into how to start doing that. (laughs) I know. I feel like I could talk about this subject all day. So this is great. (laughs) I love it because my listeners are not going to hear much from me on this subject until I figure it out. So I'm sure we'll all benefit from this conversation. Um, And I know because I know I have a lot of blocks around my sacral in different ways, like around femininity and just different things that I'm not connected to fully. And I was just wondering if you've experienced that in the past, any blocks around your sacral? Yeah, definitely. I feel like, honestly, I feel like the blocks in my sacral were the things that led me to (laughs) deepening my connection with my sacral chakra, right? So I almost feel like if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't be where I am now, right? That's great. Um, Yeah, Um, So I can give you a little bit of backstory. So currently in my life, I feel very connected to my sacral chakra. (laughs) Um, But, you know, growing up, I was definitely like a free spirit. I was super creative. I loved dancing and singing. And even like in my early 20s, like I loved to dance and go to shows. That was like the highlight of my my week. Um, It was super important to me. And I was going to school. Um, and I had all these great things going on, but I wasn't in my power, if that makes sense. Totally. Like I, I was doing what I thought others wanted me to do. And I felt like I was giving my power away. Right. Totally relate. Yeah. I feel like it's definitely cultural, especially for women. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And like, yes, I had all these passions and things that I was working towards, but ultimately I think the driving force was not really what I wanted, but I I think what I thought that I needed to do. So once I graduated, it started to change. Um, I ended up getting a job uh, working nine to five in in a creative field um, in interior design. Um, And it was something that I had worked so hard for. And I had like painted this picture of like what it would be. And once I started working, I felt like everything in my life changed. I didn't have the same time for myself. I, I, I noticed that I had so much anxiety coming up, especially in my body. Um, I was in a creative industry, but I didn't feel creative at all. Um, it felt like I was like pulling teeth, right? To like yeah. work on projects and things. And so it was like, I was, I was doing creative tasks, but it didn't feel like it was like creative from what I wanted to do, if that makes sense. Totally, 100%. Yeah. So 
I mean, the, <laughs> I wouldn't trade it for a thing. I know that, you know, every piece led me to where I am now, but ultimately I was starting to feel it in my body. Um, I had like constant knots in my stomach. I was overworking. I was like extremely in my masculine. Mm -hmm. I was trying to overachieve and I guess um, do a really good job, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. That's totally like the masculine, like I have to be productive in order to be valuable. Yeah, and it was the thing where I was working so much that by the time that I got home, I didn't have enough energy to focus on things for myself, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it was like doing the things I loved, like dancing or drawing or going to a show. I was just so burnt out and I was completely out of balance. And from there, I remember um, I went to a counselor and I remember the first visit he offered me medication. Of <laughs> and course. I, have nothing, I know. And like, I have nothing against medication. I think it's a great um, but at the same time, I, I was like, mm, I know this isn't the first step. Right. And then yeah. I, yeah. So I also went, went to a doctor because the anxiety was so bad. I couldn't eat. I was feeling it so physically in my body. Wow. I felt like I had weights around my like ankles and my, oh my wrist. Gosh. Like, like it wasn't like I was depressed, but my body was speaking. My body was yelling at me. <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> Um, and I remember going to the doctor because I, I thought that I had asthma because I was having all of these physical symptoms in my body. And I asked him, you know, he diagnosed me with having asthma. And I said, could this be related to anxiety? And he was like, I don't know. And I just had a feeling it was all interconnected. Mm-hmm. So I was talking to a friend and I told her what I was experiencing. And she was like, Chelsea, you should go see my friend destiny she's this amazing healer and she does body work and that was the beginning that literally I look back was the first well I think my body speaking to me was the first spirit crumb and yeah. then this was the second right it was yeah. like the beginning of the journey so I met with destiny and the first second I walked in she she's very psychic and intuitive and she was like Chelsea she's like you are sensitive and when she said that it's like my whole world flashed like my whole life flashed before my eyes and everything made sense wow and I just remember crying and having such a release because it was almost like someone saw me for who I was but not only that everything made sense right and she was doing body work on me and she said that my soul did not have enough space in my body Wow. What an incredible phrase. Such a succinct way of putting that. I know. And in that moment, I visualized, I visualized my soul kind of in my solar plexus region, but just like stuck. (laughs) Yeah. Like trapped. Yeah. Like trapped in the rib cage. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And it hurt. It was such like a simple thing to say, but it was so powerful. And I still think about it all the time. Like that's that right there was the information I needed. And from that point on, it was like, I remember, um, you know, I would see her regularly. I remember that was the beginning of my embodiment journey. And I remember that um, I looked back and it was almost like this fire was lit inside of me. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like my soul came here to live. Like, yeah, trapped. And I'm just like, (laughs) 
I need to live my life. I can totally relate to that because I had that inner just and it was like an inner anger where my body and my soul was just like, why are you not listening? Like, get your shit together. And I was just like, I don't know what that means. And then it's just such a frustrating point to be in. <laughs> I know. And it's, it's funny because I mean, oftentimes I feel like we have to kind of hit those like rock bottoms to realize how, how real it is. Right. Oh yes, absolutely. Yeah. I, yeah. I appreciate that part of your journey and like being open to, to like go to a healer and be like, okay, well, obviously doctors are not helping and counselors are not helping. So I will literally try anything. And then of course the, the option, like you said, the spirit crumb that comes from someone else is like often what is like the catalyst for something, because it's something outside of yourself that you wouldn't have thought of. Right. Yes. I literally, I, yeah, it was, it was all divine timing. Like, I don't think it was an accident that I, <laughs> that I went and saw her for, for energy work at all. It definitely, it was the catalyst for sure. And I think it is good to, you know, like go see doctors and counselors, but I, I think having this like holistic side as well was really important to my journey. Yeah. I feel like that's for me as well. Like since I've been doing my own like energy work and stuff, I've been more connected to my body because yeah. of that, because I'm actually tuning into my own energy instead of completely giving my power away. Like you were saying before, like giving your power away is like the worst way to live because then you're not living from the inside out. You're living from the outside in. And then that feels like stagnant energy because it's yes. not your own. <laughs> I know, especially as like sensitives and mediums and empaths, like I think everyone's sensitive, right? But to, mm -hmm. to an extent, I mean, those of us who like, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like once I started practicing mediumship, it was like everything in my life made sense. It was like, oh my God, I've been picking up people's energies subconsciously my entire life, right? Yeah. <laughs> until you learn that and kind of learn those boundaries and things it's it's yeah it's <laughs> it's a process yeah it can be a lot and then it, I like how that was what led you to the healing journey but how would you say you started to actually bring your sacral chakra back into alignment after you figured out where the source was yeah so it definitely wasn't an overnight process um and I'm definitely I'm still going through it right mm -hmm. every day yeah growing and coming back into my body. Um, but it was like baby steps. It was the spirit crumbs. And I've been like, my guides have been telling me one step in front of the other, right? Like yeah. you don't need to see where you're going. Just keep taking one step and follow the things that you feel pulled to. So I started going to yin yoga because it really helped with my like anxiety, calming my nervous system. And I loved it so much. Um, because yin yoga, it's like the feminine side of yoga, right? It's the yin and yang. Yeah. <laughs> it's, you're holding poses in stillness for up to like five minutes at a time, right? Wow. And you're breathing and you're just kind of meditating um, in your stillness. And to me, it was so powerful just to slow down. You know and, what, just sorry yeah. to interrupt, but I actually just had a spirit crumb when you said that, because 
I have been trying to think of the word stillness keeps coming to me as like a feminine thing. And yesterday I had a reading with Jane and the first card that she pulled was the yin card and connecting to the feminine. And you just said yin (laughs) yoga. And it was like, boom, like in my brain, like, oh, that would be the perfect way to connect to my feminine and movement and stillness, like all at once to try and like do something different. (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like too, especially something like yin yoga, where you're in a pose and maybe you have music playing like to me I enjoy I enjoy that more than like traditional meditation because to me it it felt like more of like a full body experience right if that yeah. nothing that it's not but <laughs> to me it felt like I was activating parts of my body physically yeah. as well which I really liked too yeah I love so, like, that. so yeah, the yin yoga was like definitely the beginning of connecting back into my body. And I loved it so much. I began, um, I um, became certified to teach oh, wow. and I started teaching, yeah, my friends and others in the group. And I really started to, you know, build that confidence in teaching and healing myself. And I just loved I loved allowing space for others to also come into this like very healing, calm, feminine state of mind and feeling, right? So from That's there, really beautiful. yeah, it was really great. Um, it's funny because I look back and it was not that long ago. It was only like a year ago, right? Wow. But um, it was definitely the beginning of my journey of just coming back to my body and from there, I I just felt this pull. I felt like there's more to life. There's more I need to be doing with my life. I, after I started teaching, I was like, this is what I'm meant to do, right? Yeah. And my friend Sage, she's an amazing hypnotherapist. She is, she literally like working with her changed my life. Wow. Um, so I followed the pull. I just, I kind of was listening to the one step in front of the other and wherever my heart felt pulled to, I would go. So I, I yeah. So I started doing hypno hypnosis with her. Um, and through the hypnosis, um, essentially purging layers of conditioning, um, or limiting beliefs and removing blocks. Right. Wow. And doing a lot of like past life regression work. Ooh, interesting. Yes. (laughs) That is like such a fascinating thing in itself because it's something that you would never know in this lifetime unless you find some way of pulling it out. I know. Well, and I feel like we all, it's all, we all know, but it's like the act of making the space for it, for you to remember, right? Yeah, for sure. I think that's fascinating. Yeah. And it was actually in the past life regression work that I, I realized that I was a medium because it was such a powerful experiences. And (laughs) um, literally the past life regression changed my life. And I was able to remember who I was. I was able to see why I'm here. I was able to see you know, certain blocks or things that are keeping me from living in my most authentic self, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so really just like shedding all these layers and coming back to who I was. And I've so I was working with all these healers. I was working with all these friends. And 
one of my friends, Natalie, she was like, Chelsea, you're so in your masculine, right? Mm. Because I was doing all this work, but I was still super in my masculine. And I was like doing, doing, doing. Yeah, yeah, can relate. (laughs) And she was like, Chelsea, you should just like dance. And like, I give all my credit to Natalie, my friend Nat, because (laughs) if it wasn't for her, I don't know if I'd be dancing right now as much as I am. Yeah. So I remember coming home and I was like, all right, I'm just going to dance. And it was in that moment that I turned on music and I started dancing and I was like alone in my room. And it brought me back to when I used to dance as a kid. Oh, I love that. And I felt completely in my soul. I felt completely like this huge connection to my soul and my heart. And it was all just like completely in unison working as one when I moved and danced. That is Um, incredible. Yeah. And so I just made it my practice. I just started practicing. And every day I would come back to my dance, even if it was just for 10 minutes. Right. And my whole world started to change. Like I started to... When I danced, it was like I fully surrendered and I fully surrendered to the experience. And I wasn't like dancing to look good or dancing to like, there was no like motive besides connection to myself. And it was like in that surrender, it opened up space Yeah, in my body. That's yeah, so beautiful. It's like an inner child connection as well. It's like connecting you to like your soul and your inner child and your past life, like all of that at once. Like that's so powerful. It really, it's so true. And so true. And then, you know, my mediumship just started unfolding through dance. I started having past life visions. I started having experiences with guides. Um, And I don't know if you're familiar with Kali, the Hindu goddess Kali. Yes. I, I have actually been like, kind of like working with her off and on around this stuff. So I love that you also have that connection. Other spirit crumb. Yeah. (laughs) So Kali was coming through really strong, like this energy, this powerful goddess energy. And like Kali, like I, I'm just going to say it. She, to me is like the fullest embodiment of like divine feminine. You know what I mean? Like she's just like, doesn't give a fuck. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I feel like she was helping me. I feel like it was like, I was tapping into this part of myself and she was guiding me as well. Right. Wow. Because I made space for it, that she was starting to come through. And it's really where my mediumship journey began, you know, realizing that, that, you know, started opening up this connection to the spirit world. And from there, um, having really intense past life visions um, of dancing in past lives and um, connecting with my higher self, always dancing. Like when I visualize my higher self, I'm always dancing. It's Oh, I love that. What a great yes. energy to tap into. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, obviously this movement is innate within my soul. This is why I'm getting so much joy out of this. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's incredible. I love that. And for me, like movement was like my gateway into tapping into my sacral chakra. But 
for someone else, that could be something different, right? Yeah, yeah, this for is sure. Like just one way, right? But to me, it's like one of the most powerful ways. Isn't I love that? Definitely, like when you're fully feeling in your body and like movement, yeah. flow, surrender, that's all feminine. And so that makes yeah. so much sense why surrendering to just dancing for yourself and not having an outcome because that would make it more masculine if you're like trying yeah. to do if you're trying to dance really well that's not yes. feminine yes <laughs> like competitive dance like <laughs> completely different so I really love that you allow that to be such a like feminine way of connecting with yourself and then how that ha actually opened up your spiritual journey as well yeah yeah, and it, it it did require me to be super vulnerable because like dancing alone, no one's watching you. Yeah. But you're being vulnerable with yourself, right? Yeah. Like I remember dancing in front of the mirror and just looking at myself and like that connection to myself of just like being super vulnerable and moving my body in ways and shapes that maybe didn't, maybe looked different or maybe was like, whoa, that's, what am I, what is that, you know, but just <laughs> yeah. being so vulnerable to what, what wanted to flow through me was really powerful. And I felt like it was a way for me to, as a sensitive person, really move energy through my body and release energy and clear energy, but also come back to myself and transmute feelings as well. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Cause like we always say like to move energy, but like physically moving it. I know I've said that in terms of like, for me, if I do a meditation or energy work, I have to get up and walk around. That's also when I connect to my guides, like when I'm walking around, like I'll be sitting in a meditation forever and be like, okay, yeah. I'm not really getting anything. And as soon as I stand up and go to like make coffee or something, they're like, download, download, download. And yes. it's like, yeah, it's like, I totally like that really resonates with me as well. The idea of movement being a form of yeah. connection, because yeah. it is a vibration where you are moving energy and surrendering to that. Yeah, totally. It is. It's those moments of surrender, like when you're in the shower. Yeah, exactly. Shower thoughts. Shower where you're just thoughts. like, why am I a genius when I'm in here and I have no paper? I need to put like a whiteboard in the bathroom or something. I looked that up actually. They make those. They make like shower, like papers, like notebooks that you can put on the shower wall. Okay, I may have to invest in one because I also definitely, and it's water too, right? Because water has that like sacral flow as well, right? So it's like yes. two things at once. You're surrendering because you're just doing something that's like movement, but it's natural. You're not thinking about it. And then yes. also having the water flowing over you. It's like double impact of like feminine. So that makes so much sense. I know. Yeah. The showers for me are like rituals. Just so everyone knows, I whenever I shower, I'm dancing. <laughs> I love that. It's so funny. It's like my time. I, sh I shower in the morning and I shower at night. It's like my ritual to just like dance and cleanse. And it's in the shower so many. So it's in the shower that like I... I did connect with like my grandmother wow. in spirit and she is Persian and she and I never met oh. and she is also a dancer. And so wow. I think that it's in my Persian heritage. Like they lived a very nomadic lifestyle and they danced and, you know, like that was her medicine yeah. And so it's like, I have this connection to dance and I'm, I'm finding that the way that I'm moving my body, it's very like the, the, 
the I don't know how to explain it. It's like the forms are very um it's almost innate. Like in it's like I remember without having to be shown. Wow. Yeah. And I started watching myself dance and I was like, would watch like Persian, like Persian dancers. And I was like, wow, I'm doing the same movements that they are. Or I would look back on like ancient Egyptian dance and I'm like, wow, I'm literally doing this. And it was almost like this sense of remembering. I and it was that. like yeah. And so through that, I remembered who I was on like a soul level. And then that allowed me to step further into my power. Yes. I love that. And then in terms of like stepping into your power, was that more like spiritual gifts as well? Like different forms of like connection that you were starting to form? Yes. (laughs) So, um, and again, this all didn't happen overnight. It just kind of unfolded. Right. And I was thinking about it this morning. It's still unfolding. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so when I would dance and I, I started doing a practice where I dance in the morning or after work, either before or after. And from there, I would go into these trance states where oh. if I wanted to, right. Yeah. If I wanted to, I, I would just like completely surrender and go into this trance like state. And I have been working with my friend Natalie for the past probably year. She um she does light language healing. And I don't know if you're familiar with light language. I'm I'm familiar, but I feel like a lot of my listeners may not be. So it'd be great if you could give like a brief overview of what that what that entails. So light language is essentially it's like a universal language that we all know how to speak. <laughs> and I say speak, like not everyone speaks it, but some people speak it. Some people sing it. Some people um, embody it through movement or mudras or um, drawing. And um, essentially it's like this universal language that is felt through love and like your heart space. And I could go more into detail, yeah. but it's almost like this really healing energy that flows through and it's like medicine, right? And so she was, she's, I've been attending like her light language session, healing sessions for probably a year now. And it wasn't until I started dancing and going to these trance states that I noticed that I started channeling light language myself. And dance was the real thing that really brought me into my sacral, but it really also brought me into my heart space. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. And I feel like this light language really comes through my heart and it kind of, I'm in this trance where I just start moving my body and my hands and I don't know what's going to come through, but I just let it flow. And from there, literally it's, it's been the most healing, powerful experience of my entire life. And I, (laughs) you know, people have like addictions. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Sometimes it's like, am I, am I addicted to this? I feel like of all the addictions you could possibly have, that's probably literally the best one. (laughs) I know because it just, it's like, 
it just feels so good and it feels so healing and so powerful and so like from the soul. So I feel like, you know, it's like starting to open up all these doors, starting to open up these channels and, and having this like awakening through movement, through my solar plexus, right? Yeah. It's like you, you've really started to connect the chakras and like, they've all like, now you have that free flow of energy because you're, you've opened up and surrendered to like whatever comes on your path. I think that's like so incredible because I think like you've said before, like even following the spirit crumbs, when you get led to something, you're like, there's a reason for this. And you just have that open curiosity to just kind of follow it and trust it. And I think trust is a big part of that too. Like just trusting that it's part of your path. Yes. And trusting that I don't have to have it all figured out because that definitely, I used to struggle with that. Like, I feel like we try to have like a plan or we like to feel a sense of control and it's really vulnerable to just allow things to flow and not know where you're going to go. But you have a feeling that where you're going is exactly where you're supposed to be. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, what's funny is I'm just starting to get to that point where I know I need to let go of my masculine because that's what stops me. Like I, it's like almost like I have a logical knowing that I can let go and that it will turn out, but like my feminine won't, like my masculine won't take the right, like take, give back the reins and be like, okay, passing it over to my feminine guide now. And like, now it's her turn. And like, that's the transition that I feel like I'm making. So that resonates so deeply when you say that, like not needing to know where you're going, not needing to know the outcome, just trusting like the process, which is so feminine. I really love that. Yeah. And I feel like that is the sacral chakra is like the, I feel like sacral chakra is feminine energy. It's like vulnerability and courage and empowerment and sensuality. Yes. And like creativity and just like flow. And it's like, you know, me telling my story about how I connect, like got back in touch with my sacral chakra, but like maybe someone else's story is different. Right. But that's, what's really cool is we each have these unique, like, um passions and like abilities or things that we bring with right because if everyone was the same that would be be actually frightening if everybody (laughs) it was like a textbook like this is exactly what you will feel or like hear when you connect to your sacral chakra and then it wouldn't be a journey it would just be like following the process it'd be like a step-by-step manual and like who wants to do that when it's like you could have this flowy experience instead and like open up Um, Do you have like a certain way that you would describe um, like what your sacral chakra means to you now after getting to this point in your journey? Yeah. I was like, I feel like my sacral chakra is my everything, but then I think about all my chakras. I'm like, no, they're all working together. (laughs) (laughs) But it is, it's it's my compass. Um, It's like, it helps direct me where to go, right? Like those those feelings of anxiousness physically manifested in my sacral chakra, Mm -hmm. that feeling of tension, the feeling of butterflies in my stomach, the constant knot that was in my sacral. And like when my sacral feels like that, I know to listen and I know something's not right. And so when it feels calm, I know that I'm in alignment. Right. Yeah. So definitely it's like, it's like my compass through navigating life. And it kind of guides me to like what urges or spirit crumbs to explore. 
And so it's like, it speaks to me through this tension and comfort, right? And like the tension to me isn't bad. It's just like, it's speaking to me. Yeah. So that's a big part. And then also, you know, it's, it's connected me to myself, but it's connected me to this divine feminine goddess energy, yes. which I feel like is like the, the sacral is like, it's that divine feminine energy. And this to me is, it's where my heart is. Like, I think it's where a lot of the work that I'm going to be doing is, is this feminine is helping others, men and women come mm. back kind of rebalancing right yeah and there's so much trauma and things that need to be worked through regarding like divine feminine and it's not something that can be worked through overnight it's not no. it's just that, that I, that's been I've been able to start working through and harnessing this femininity through my sacral so that's- yeah that's really beautiful. I think that that's such a good point too, that it's men and women. It's everyone has to have a it's balance everything. between their masculine and feminine. Cause like I said, I identify as female, but I have such strong double Capricorn masculine energy. So yeah. like everyone can benefit from that type of healing yeah. and connecting to the sacral. And I think it's important to note that you did say that that's where you have you feel you're being led. That's your compass. You know, that, that is that creativity and femininity is what drives you. It's what's important to you. It's what like your soul is meant to do in this lifetime. I think that's so beautiful to know that and to trust those feelings. And you know them now because you've paid attention to your body and you know what that feels like now. So you can recognize it when it comes up. I think that's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And just as men and women, but I feel like, especially as women, I just want to say this, that our sacral is very sensual and don't be scared of that sexuality, because I think that it's very linked to our spiritual nature and our soul. And I think that the sacral is my connection to my soul. Well, same with my heart. (laughs) It's all connected, but it's like, it's powerful. Yeah, yeah. I think that's such an important point because I feel like women are so afraid to connect to the, their sexuality because there's so much trauma around like different things that come up where like women are seen in a certain way. If they're very sexual, then they're seen yeah. as like a negative thing. And it's like, society says like, we're not supposed to be overtly sexual. We're not supposed to share that with people. That's supposed to be like private and like, no one's supposed to know that you feel these things. And I think that in terms of like connecting to that energy, that dance is a very good way to start connecting back into that and feeling that through your body. Yeah. Um, I think that's such an important point to make because I think a lot of people avoid that part of the healing. And so they do this creativity work, they do like painting and they try different things, but then they're still just like, why is this not balanced? It's all connected. Yeah. Yeah, it is, you know, it's all connected and it's true, you know, and I am a very visual person too, like, especially as a designer and um, like the creative parts, like I love blending the two, right? So for me, dance and like putting myself out there, whether it's on Instagram or whatnot, I feel like 
it's an artistic expression of my sacral chakra. I love that. And I definitely feel that as well, because like, I'm an artist, like a a visual artist. And like, I just finished school for that. And so like, I feel like that. And what's funny is my intro into creativity, into studio art was that I was trying to come up with a practical way to do art in school. And I started in human design, I started not human design, in interior design. And I actually transferred into studio art because my teacher was like, you're not going to like this being on the computer, like doing AutoCAD for four years. Like you need to be doing hands-on like studio art because that's all you're doing. It's just like, I had a six week project. We were supposed to design um, a gallery space for one or two artists. And most people were, after the first week, they were like, okay, I have my artist research done. And they were doing all the details of like the plans and everything. And I was still like doing the artist research, finding what works I wanted to include. I was making sculptures for walls. And he's just like, <laughs> you're not going to do this. Like, this is not going to work for you because you just want to make the actual art. Like you don't want to make the building. You want to make the art yeah. that goes in the gallery. Well, and um, that's good that you found out sooner than later. Yeah. And well, and the thing is like now I, my final project for my, like, I didn't talk about my spiritual stuff a lot at all, really at school, unless there was like particular people that I felt like were interested in that. But my final project for my printmaking course, uh, cause I was doing the final module, like the capstone course was taking my Reiki sessions, getting feedback from people of what they saw, felt, experienced and making prints with watercolor based on those. And so I I love that you say the same thing about your dance, how sharing that with people um, is a way of bringing the spiritual energy out into the open where other people can experience and be inspired by it. And that's exactly where I feel I ended up at the end of my journey through school was connecting the two and realizing, oh, there's a reason I was meant to do both of these things simultaneously at this point in my life. And I think that's such a thing that brings us together um, in that, in that moment, when you decide to share that with others. It's coming from that space exactly of wanting to share, because when I share something, I'm not coming at from a point of ego. I'm coming from a point of empowerment, of wanting to empower other people to also feel this, to also see this, and to also just like, it's it's like you want to inspire people to feel the same, right? Yeah. So like, this is, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's that feminine sharing community, like, yes. you know, that everybody, that's how you, the, the feminine is like community-based. It's like yeah. wanting to have relationships and connections. And yeah. I totally feel like that's where I'm starting to feel that energy build, but I think it, the movement is key. I think that's such an important thing. I'm so glad that we had this conversation because I think finding the right movement practice for me is going to be really important because obviously all of the logical things and like the ways I'm trying to go through it, like I'm trying to access my feminine through the masculine. And it's like, that doesn't make sense. Like I'm never going to get there. It's never going to (laughs) happen. So I really love actually for anybody listening, Chelsea and I never met before today, (laughs) literally. So the fact that we have so much overlap in like our journeys, and I love that you're like so much further ahead than me in this, because it's an insight that I can't really give, but I know it's so important for people to hear that perspective and to start healing their sacral because the divine feminine is rising. We all, as you said, all people need to start working on that and really honoring it as part of your innate being as a human like we need to have that connection 
Yeah. No, we know each other already, but we haven't yes. formally met. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we've been in each like, other's energy yeah. and it's like, we, we like, there was a remembering, like I said, I just knew you had to come on for the sake girl. I had no idea any of like your journey, anything. I was just like, I actually watching one of your light language, like mudra videos. I was like, that was the energy where I was like, yes, this is exactly what I need. And it's yeah. just that remembering again, it's always just remembering. Yeah. And I do, you mentioned like the, the feminine is, is wait, she's waking up. Like yeah. I literally feel it. I, I, I feel like, um, I feel like, like we're going through like a rebalance and it's awakening. And so <laughs> there's so many people who are starting to experience these things now and it's so powerful. So yeah, we just, you know, I think just keep talking about it and shedding yeah. light on it because it's so important. It definitely is. I so appreciate you taking the time to talk to us about this. Where can people find you to follow you in your journey and see where it takes you? Well, you can find me on Instagram uh, at CM Holman. And I am in the process of, I feel like something wants to be birthed through me. So I see myself holding like retreats and doing um, like embodiment um, classes and coaching. And so I am in the future Yes, <laughs> going to be putting something out there. So if you want, you can follow me on Instagram, follow my dance journey yeah, <laughs> and uh, see how things unfold. I yeah. love that. Yeah, definitely follow Chelsea. It is magical to watch her dance. And I think you'll be so inspired to start connecting to your own sacral chakra. And I hope that you loved this episode as much as I did. And I'll see you in the next one. Bye, Chelsea. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Spirit Crumbs. You can find me on Instagram for this podcast at Spirit Crumbs. Or you can also find me at Concrete and Crystals for my own spiritual offerings and more tidbits about my own journey. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.